Welcome to MLB Injury Insights, a podcast powered by Dynasty One Stop featuring Doctor of Physical Therapy Nick Savella, providing you all you need to know about injuries, player timelines, and more, so you can make informed decisions in your fantasy baseball leagues. Now here's your host, Dr. Nick Savella. Hello and welcome to another episode of MLB Injury Insight. You're here with Nick Savali, physical therapist. We're talking a lot of baseball injuries today. We have a bunch of early season pitcher injuries, a lot of muscle strains as the pitchers try to transition from the warm weather climates up into their respective colder cities that they play for. And we're going to talk a little bit about each injury and how that specifically affects the player and their body and what they have to do to start to rehab from that injury. But most importantly, what to do with your fantasy lineups and what to expect as far as a timeline for each one of these players. So we're going to talk about Justin Verlander first. Certainly one of the biggest names on this list. He was drafted by most fantasy teams as a number one or two for their starting pitching staff and last year he definitely showed his upside as a number one despite being in the ripe old age of 39 he might be 40 at this point but he suffered a Terry's major strain which is a muscle we don't talk about too often and it functions almost identically to the latissimus dorsi so if you have a lat strain it is very similar to a Terry's major strain in the way it limits you when you throw and do other things. So the Terry's major extends, adducts, and internally rotates your right shoulder, which if you were to do all three of those things at the same time, you would start with your arm down by your side, you would stick it back behind you, you'd move it as if you were going behind your back, And then you twist your arm internally as if to point your palm outward behind you. So not exactly the same position you'd be in for throwing a baseball, but when you counter it, when you, when you factor in the way that those motions guide the ball and guide the arm through the throwing motion, especially the internal rotation part of it, it acts in a way similar to your rotator cuff. So it's very important part of the throwing motion not quite as vital as some of the other muscles you could strain, so I guess in in a way that is a positive note. But even more positive is that Justin Verlander has already begun throwing again. He's throwing lightly, he's through on Friday. They're going to definitely slow play him to the point where he is not risking re-injury. But he's on the 15-day injured list, and I wouldn't be shocked if at the end of that 15 days, he was ramping up on a mound or potentially getting scheduled to throw in a minor league game to come back. They might not even put him through a minor league rehab stint since he just did spring training. They might have him just throwing in their complex or throwing to live hitters on an off day, but he is going to undergo some new imaging tests next week and they'll try to decide how well he's healing. So if everything goes as expected and he's having no pain, it's possible he's back within a few weeks. So it, either way, it should be a fairly short IL stint. Uh, optimistically, two to three weeks, and even if they slow play it a little bit, he should be back by, I would say, the end of the month, the end of April. 
Tristan McKenzie of Cleveland Guardians also experienced a Terry's major strain, but he is expected to miss a much longer period of time because his strain was more significant. He will be more of the six to eight weeks, and we really won't know what that timeline looks like more specifically until they give it time to rest and rehab and undergo more testing. And Verlander's already in that timeline where they're ready to do more tests to see how it's healing. Tristan's probably not going to be at that point for another four to six weeks, and then they'll see what the testing looks like and how the muscle is healing. They'll probably do an MRI to see if there's tearing in that muscle still or if it's healed itself through rehab. But Tristan McKenzie, most likely going to be around that eight-week window. And that would bring us to just about June. And he should get a few starts in before the All-Star break. So we talked a little bit about how that assists with the throwing motion It's definitely a vital muscle and has a large part to do with delivering that ball to home plate. So both teams are going to want to make sure their guys are completely pain-free before they even think about throwing them back out on a major league mound. Another starting pitcher, people drafted as a probably more of a number two than your ace, but I'm sure some people have him as an ace, is Robbie Ray. He was diagnosed with a grade one flexor strain, and grade one is good. That is the lowest of the grades. It goes from a lower number being mild to two and three being more serious. But they've shut him down, and they're going to continue to do testing on Robbie Ray, just just like they would for the first two we talked about. They want to see how quickly that flexor muscle heals. He had a that forearm flexor strain I think it was in the second inning of his first start against Cleveland he started feeling it tightening up and he was kind of attributing it to the cold at first and then realized a little bit later he's like no this this seems more like a muscle strain and then they they took him out he struggled a little bit uh three earned runs and four hits five walks five runs overall um the the hope is that because it's a grade one strain, he's back within a month, a three to four week window. But that forearm flexor is a scary muscle to strain because when you are not able to fully optimize that forearm flexor, you start relying on the structural integrity of your elbow a little bit more to kind of carry that momentum up the kinetic chain from your shoulder through the arm to the hand If your forearm flexor is failing, then your elbow and therefore the UCL, the ulnar collateral ligament, will take on more strain. So a lot of times when people have Tommy John surgery and and ulnar collateral ligament damage, it starts as a forearm flexor strain. And I don't think that's where this is going. I think that's somewhere it would go if they tried to push through it and he didn't, you know, just kind of forced his way through it and didn't tell anyone he was hurt and kept going which is why a lot of high school kids are now getting that injury and that surgery because they don't want to tell their coaches or anyone recruiting them that they're in pain. Um, But Robbie Ray has no problem doing that. He has a nice contract and a good team of physical therapists and doctors to work with, and everyone there understands the importance of the rest. So if I had to guess, I would imagine he's back sometime in May. 
being a little bit more cautious about it, I'd say mid-May would be a decent time to expect him back. Even though it's a grade one, flex, grade, grade one strain, the flexor of the forearm is a very important muscle that they're not going to want to play any games with. So we'll update that again when we start to hear what the imaging looks like. So the last pitcher of this group is Luis Severino. He has a lat strain, so it goes back to the Tristan McKenzie and Justin Verlander conversation of how that affects the pitching. But he is also throwing on the sideline lightly, and he his timeline should be very similar to Justin Verlander, where it's just a matter of a few weeks versus a few months. Um, he continues to have soft tissue injuries as he's recovered from his Tommy John surgery a few years back. So I'm definitely less optimistic about Severino and his ability to stay healthy as compared to Justin Verlander. But if we're putting this one injury under the microscope, I would treat it almost exactly the same as Justin Verlander. So he should return sometime within the next few weeks, but I'm not saying he's not going to hurt something else. So in the short term, you could expect him back within... A couple rounds through the rotation, I would think, and we'll monitor that to make sure that there aren't any other setbacks as he goes through it. And the hitter we're going to talk about today is Luis Urias. He has strained his hamstring, and he's expected to miss about six to eight weeks. So immediately we rule out a grade one strain because that's too long for it to be a grade one. So probably a grade two uh, grade 3 strains are usually going to be near complete or complete tears, and that would require a longer timeout. So most likely a grade 2 strain of the hamstring. And this was during an at-bat in Thursday's opening day, and it was a left hamstring strain. So usually you're going to see this when somebody's running around the bases or running after a fly ball and it's a, it's a long stride and you're trying to get there and you're starting to fatigue but it, it seems like this injury happened during the at-bat so that's going to be something they'll have to monitor going forward and say was it just cold was it something where he wasn't fully loosened up was this injury just something waiting to happen um, but either way he's somebody you can pretty confidently say he will not be up on your roster um, for the next at least eight weeks. So that puts a, it, he might get transferred over to the 60-day IL at some point. He's on the 10 right now. Um, but he's someone you're going to have to kind of look to replace for a while. So Brian Anderson will get more time. Joey Weimer, their prospect in Milwaukee, will get more time. But uh, unfortunately, Luis Urias is not going to be on your on your roster for probably about at least 60 days. Um, the good news for today is someone I wanted to highlight was Starling Marte. There were a lot of questions going into the season about his adductor and groin surgery and how that was repairing. Uh, it seems like it's going very well. He already has a steal. He played the first couple games. They're going to give him a rest day, but it seems like they're just going to kind of ease him into full playing time. I don't think that would be something they're going to stick with throughout the entire year. Um, but he's 5-for-9 to start the year. He's got a run, an RBI, two stolen bases, actually. 
And um, he's somebody who looks like he's primed to take advantage of these new rules and steal some more bases. So he, although being 34, is somebody who's going to be a speedster out there for you. And he's already proven that he can do that throughout the course of the year and provide you with good average and counting stats. So that's the recap for the first weekend of Major League Baseball. It's been a blast watching these games. We had a nice game pitch last night by my brother Aaron Savali. Two hours and four minutes was that game. That was incredible. Uh, really interesting to see a Major League game go by that quickly. But I think it's good for the game, and I think everybody's going to start to appreciate these games more when you see more action condensed into a shorter amount of time. Um, so we'll talk a little bit more in the future about how that might affect players and their injury potential. Um, in some ways, they're, you could see it lowered because they're on the field for a shorter amount of time and they're staying loose. Um, uh, you've heard the arguments about people having to throw the ball quicker on the mound, so there's more of, it's more of a cardio activity, could fatigue pitchers a little bit more. Um, but it'll be interesting. We're going to have to see how it goes before we fully evaluate and set an opinion on that. So we'll talk about that throughout the entire season. We'll talk about more injuries. If you have any questions, anyone you want me to spotlight, you can find me on Twitter at, at NicoCiva1, N-I-C-O-C-I-V-A and the number one. And we'll talk soon. Thanks for tuning in to MLB Injury Insight with Nick Savali.